Good morning, everybody. This is Judith. I hope you're listening to Mad Love. Welcome to your day. Let's get into it. So, yeah, I'm probably going to have to just start committing to Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday to podcast. My work from home days, uh, even though the CBD keeps her asleep at night, which is good. She's up so early and requiring so much of my time. You know, you just get no time to yourself. So I can't imagine what it would be like if I started trying to do a podcast and here she comes interrupting me, which would be infuriating because, you know, this this podcast is a vibe. You know, when I catch a vibe, I want to finish it. I don't want to be, you know, interrupted. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to have to change the dates to Tuesday, Thursday and Friday. And uh Yeah. I'm good with it. I hope you guys are good with it, too. So I've been listening to 50 Cent's audio book. I think it's called Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. Shame on me for not doing a better job of, like, knowing the titles of things. But I believe that's it. And it's very good. Uh, I'm surprised. Look, I don't know him. And he's not my friend or anything. But he's really, excuse me, I can't believe I'm yawning. He's really articulate. He makes a lot of great points. He's super observant. Um, And what's fascinating is, I think his background coming from where he comes from, he was able to um, see certain things in a way that, you know, people... His reputation preceded him, and certain people wouldn't think of, of uh, if he could get the meeting, they wouldn't think of treating him a certain way because, you know, they were afraid of him. So uh, it's fascinating. He's got a great vocabulary. He's he sounds very soft spoken in a in a weird way, but I enjoy listening to his book. I'm on the last chapter. And there's a lot of good common sense, practical advice in there. So if you have a young entrepreneur in your life or maybe you're thinking about being an entrepreneur or you're trying to be better at the boss game or just want to know some different things, uh, definitely pick it up. Highly recommend uh, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter, I believe is the name of it. But I mean, 50 only has like two books. so And it's pretty good. He makes some interesting observations about his artists, because I, I, you know, I remember uh, G Unit, the clothing line. So his hats, I used to sell hats on eBay. I'm don't ask me how I got into doing it. I like ball caps, so I'm good at selling things that I like. At that time, I used to wear them all the time, and I could tell what was hot. Excuse me, and I could flip like um like a Yankees hat. Like I could get it on sale for like six bucks and flip it for for 30. And so I had a little side hustle and, uh, you know, I did Yankee fitteds. I did all the, the hip hop shit that it was just huge then, you know? So Jay always had on a Yankee fitted. Everybody wanted one. And I had a, a client in Europe who would spend top dollar to get these G unit hats because nobody had them. And so I could find them for cheap and then I would sell them. And uh, the quality was good. The styles were good. I mean, I thought then that he had really good taste in fashion. Like he could, he understood, uh, you know, what he, he just understood that his product would have to be dope to compete. So like, I also did a little bit of Shady Limited, which was 
Eminem. So Eminem and, and 50 were hot in the early 2000s. So I could I could sell those hats and flip them to somebody in Europe for double the money. It was dope. So I've had a long-standing sort of respect for for uh, 50 style without really being a huge fan of his music. I can't say that I love all 50 Cent songs, but of course, in a club, uh, always got my head nodding like everybody else. You can find me in the club. And uh, Magic Stick was kind of funny. But, uh, you know, he was never going to be the person that was my favorite hip-hop artist, which is probably disrespectful to say. But I, I enjoyed his music. I really did. The songs that I liked, I enjoyed it. But I really loved his style. And uh, G-Unit hats and swag was hot. And it went out quite a bit. And then, um, you know, when you listen to his book, you understand the, all of the strategy that went into it. Like, he, he didn't have a team of people around him telling him what to do and how to make himself hot. He figured all these things out on his own and was able to always kind of manufacture some some heat around his own career. And he has a huge... Oh, I can't believe I'm yawning. I'm so sorry. He has a huge fan base. So he's been able to rally that group and take them on to power with him. You know, and I, I started watching Power when it first came on. Um, but I couldn't really stick with it. But... Because uh, as I started to get more entrepreneurial, I, one of the first things to go was was television. And to be honest, I, there aren't a lot of stories that uh, Power wants to tell that I want to tell. We tell different types of stories. We have a different style. But I respect what he's built on stars. If you go to the stars page on LinkedIn, it's all 50 shows. Like, they need him. Like, he is the network. I do enjoy BMF. That was pretty good because I didn't know a lot about them. And it's interesting because uh, Terry Flinnery got arrested uh, in St. Louis, near St. Louis. So I think that's fascinating um, also. So anyway, 50 is the man. You should check out his book. It's very, very good. Um, and I, the guy who plays Elvis that I couldn't think of was Austin Butler. He does a very, very, very good job. And I can imagine that he was exhausted. I think I read somewhere that he fell out in exhaustion after the role. And he should have. those those That type of role had to be exhausting. And uh, you can tell with the way it's edited that it was exhausting to film. I mean, it's this breakneck pace. But Austin Butler, good job. Um and 50 Cent, go get that book. And kudos to 50. I mean, he, he tells compelling stories. He gives you good advice. And he fires you up. And I'll be honest, I, I hope to work with him one day because I think he would be uh, a good person to to uh, keep studio execs off my back as I make uh, the show that's in my head. And it's a monster. And I need somebody who will protect me and my vision. And um, who will be able to get leverage. And he has a ton of leverage right now. Good uh, Kudos to you. Good on you, 50. So uh, the other thing I was thinking about, literally, um, I was putting together some songs for the soundtrack of the show. Uh, things I will play for the writer's room um, if I have a writer's room. I'm tempted to probably write all the scripts myself. But if I have a writer's room... 
uh, these are the songs that would set the tone for certain seasons or uh, certain uh, things that go on in the show, themes that make their way throughout the show. Uh, And one of the songs that I kept uh, because it represents the the crime element of the show, uh, Pop Smoke. I like Dior a lot. Well, Pop Smoke is fascinating because he was 20 years old and gunned down in L.A. a few years ago, uh, a couple years ago, uh, in an Airbnb. And the official story from the news is he posted where he was on social media and got uh, murdered uh, because of a robbery gone wrong. But it doesn't appear that there was ever anything stolen from the home. It appears that they went there with the intention of killing him. And, you know, I'm guessing someone named Pop Smoke is not an angel. Pop Smoke, of course, to me, and I'm thinking I'm right, refers to, you know, gunplay. You hear a pop, there's smoke. The only thing that's missing is the fire. So instead of Earth, Wind, and Fire, it would be Pop Smoke Fire, you know. But uh, anyway, he had a great voice, sounded supremely talented, And it's just really frustrating that he's gone before his career could even get going. And so then you start to wonder, why are all these young rappers getting murdered? Is the blueprint that was laid out, which was drug dealers will support me while I get, you know, get on my feet or gang people will give me money while I get on my feet. And then once you get on your feet, they demand something that you feel like you don't owe them and you got to pay. I don't know. I'm sure that scenario fits for somebody, but it just makes me sad. Like, this kid had a great voice. He had a good image, but apparently he has a reputation of being a super murderer. And that kind of stuff catches up with you. You know, we had a local rapper in St. Louis. He he had made a few videos. He had a pretty steady, nice following. I mean, anybody would want that following locally. And he got killed. Uh, you know, it's just like, man... What even so? So if we're losing the stars, can you imagine how many regular uh, guys who just do hip hop on the side while they still do their, you know, drug gang thing? You know, and they're almost all in gangs. It just makes me sad. Like I'm not sure how we've gotten to this point as black people and how we're going to get out of it. I have had debates with my friends about uh, you know why this Memphis thing never really took off big. One of my friends, her theory is that, well, uh, the Memphis police officers had already been fired, uh, so there was nothing to protest against. And I was like, that's not it. And I still stand by my belief, which is when the liberal whites don't get involved, when they don't uh, start hand-wringing and feeling sorry for black people, uh, it doesn't get that big. It's It's like the record business. You know, 50 tells you many uh, many times in his book he sold 30 million records. Well, it it wasn't folks in the hood buying 30 million records, bruh. You know, it's white kids get involved and everything goes up. Well, now a lot of those white kids are super white liberals and they get out here and they raise a ruckus about all these different topics. And I'm not racist. I have a lot of friends of different backgrounds, all backgrounds. I do, however, dislike liberals. And if you've ever had one talk to you for real, you realize that a lot of them are condescending and smug and they're not trying to help you. They think you're too stupid to help yourself. 
That's racism. When you think you're superior to someone based off of your race, you're, that's it. Liberalism is racism. And it's done a ton of damage. I'm beginning to think that these people like George Soros, who funded all this stuff, and who now is shockingly quiet as the country descends into some sort of chaos because there's no accountability, you know, people are getting arrested and turned right back out onto the street for serious crimes, for serious aggravated assaults, for even sometimes for murder. Oh, we forgot. Or we made a mistake. We accidentally left. If the, if the news doesn't say something, some of these people just get to stay out because no one seems upset and the, the prosecutor doesn't seem to want to bring them back. I can't believe that he didn't do this on purpose. He must be some sort of chaos agent. He must want to tear the whole system down, the whole country down in order to, uh, I guess, rebuild it in some other vision he thinks he can finance at 80-something years old and you're a billionaire. I mean, this has been catastrophic. And I still believe that that Memphis didn't take off bigger because it was black-on-black violence and liberals, you know, they don't want a part of that. They don't want any part. They, they want to stop the white officer because, listen, they're too stupid to not uh, get into criminal situations, white officers, so, so don't bother them. But when it's black on black, they're like, well, we don't really, you know, that's not really our place. Okay. I'm telling you, I've had conversations with liberals. They are nuts and they are racist and don't know it. And they think they're helping you. And I have never been so insulted. And it's like, I don't even know who you're talking to. And they're the people that interchange white, no, interchange black and poor as words. They're, the, they're synonymous. And it's been a dangerous poison for this whole entire country. You know, I think things have just gone too far. Liberals are a nightmare to work with. They're a nightmare to be around. They're insulting, and I think they've done more damage to this country than, than even the worst conservative. And I don't, I don't think uh, they're great. But the liberal is even worse because they create situations that make it worse for black people, and some black people don't see that. So it's just, it's horrible. In my opinion, I think it's been the worst thing to happen to America in a long time. And the truth's going to come out. If somebody starts to do investigative reporting again, we're going to see a lot. So anyway, those are the things I'm thinking of. As soon as I woke up this morning, I uh, sort of woke up in the middle of the night. The CBD is working good. I mean, I take it too. And it helps me get a really deep sleep. But, you know. I'm in my 50s, so I might wake up really, really warm a couple times at night. And so I did. And I was listening to 50s book. And I was like, this is a really good book. And uh, I'm like I said, I wanted to finish it because I'm almost at the end there. And uh, so I was thinking about 50 and I wanted to share that in case you guys are looking for something good to listen to. Uh, I would pick that. And then Austin Butler, I saw a commercial. I think they're trying to get him an Oscar. I usually, I think there should be another Oscar for people who play historical figures because it's really almost unfair. Um, Because, you know, 
who wasn't going to give Jamie Foxx the Ray Oscar? He was fantastic. Uh, but, you know, sometimes a, gr- a great performance is going to lose because of the familiarity and the recognition of how good somebody was at imitating a real life person. And I just don't think that's fair. I don't. Um, I still contend that Jerry Maguire, uh, that performance from Tom Cruise was probably the best uh, he can give and was the best that year. But he lost to, I want to say, Jeffrey Rush for portraying some piano prodigy who was a real person. And I don't know if he was able to see video of this person, but the historical figures, it's just not fair. You know, people have a, a, a comfort level with the historical figure. So anyway, I still think uh, Tom Cruise should have won that Oscar. That is all today. I worry about pop smoke and I worry about people who get into entertainment. Like this is traumatic for our kids. I don't know if people realize it, but my little cousin who's now, you know, 21 and he's not so little, but he, he loved Juice World. Was that the kid's name? And when he died, he was like, I'm really sad. And I was like, I get it. I never had to worry if my favorite artist was going to uh, die like that. I mean, certainly they did drugs and certainly they overdosed and stuff like that. But I'm sure there are a lot of people, and I think Juice World overdosed, but there are a lot of people who are dying from unnatural causes that these young people really like. And it's like we shouldn't become desensitized to that. This is sad. I never worried that Journey was about to get murdered by, you know, REO Speedwagon. I never worried that, you know, Prince and Michael Jackson would actually just shoot each other down. I never worried that, you know, somebody's record I just listened to. Like when I first heard Maxwell, I never thought, oh, he's going to be dead before I can buy the first record. You know, it's there's something traumatic about the way we're living. All these mass shootings, all this theft and stealing and killing and shooting. And I mean, we we're better than this and we deserve a better country than this. We actually do. And I don't know. I don't know what the answers are, but I'm here for you to talk it out. That's what Mad Love is all about. Have an amazing, beautiful day. Be your best.